Your patient plans to spend a month with relatives in India. He or she grew up there. Does your patient need any special counseling or treatment before returning to his or her ancestral home? Hint, the answer is yes. You are listening to ReachMD, XM233, the channel for medical professionals. Today we are discussing travel medicine. In this show, we will be focusing on new immigrants traveling to visit friends and relatives. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm your host, Dr. Michael Benson. With me today is Dr. Christy Reed. Dr. Reed is the Traveler's Health Science Officer at the Centers for Disease Control. She is also the GeoSentinel Project Director of the Geographic Medicine and Health Promotion Branch within the Division of Global Migration and Quarantine. As one of the editors of the CDC's Medical Guide for Travel Medicine, Yellow Book, she is a nationally recognized expert on travel medicine. Welcome, Dr. Reed. Can you tell our listeners what a VFR is? It's a person, as you described, who goes home to visit friends and relatives. It's usually a first-degree immigrant, meaning someone who immigrated from a particular country. But it can also be second-degree in that people take their spouses that maybe are from the U.S. or their children that are born here. A person who recently arrived from India, for instance, and then decides understandably that they want to go back home for a little while to visit. Exactly. Many new immigrants, one of their first goals is to go home and visit the relatives that they left behind. It's often very common when there's a new family member or if there is a situation in the home country, such as an illness or a death, that causes a person to need to travel. So why are VFRs, those persons who want to visit friends and relatives, at increased risk for disease? Well, that's a question that we're trying to understand. For a couple of reasons, there are illnesses in those areas. They're often from the developing parts of the world, from the tropical areas where malaria, dengue, typhoid, etc. exist. But we see a disproportionate number of cases among people who visit friends and relatives. And our questions are whether people who grew up in an environment think for some reason that they are not at risk when they go back to that environment. There are precautionary measures, such as for malaria, there are medications, for typhoid, there are vaccines, and these aren't always utilized. And our questions are, is it awareness? Is it lack of resources, uh, lack of ability to access care? We are grappling with trying to answer some of those questions. Well, one question that I have, and I, I concede no one may know the answer, is that if somebody leaves a country where, for instance, malaria is endemic, and actually many people, including probably the person themselves, have had subclinical infections repeatedly, and then they go to a different country where the infection is no longer endemic, is it possible for them to lose their immunity over time? And perhaps is this why there might be an increased rate of illness among these people? Exactly. When one leaves an environment then one's antibodies disappear, and antibodies actually have a very short period of time. So their immunity wanes, but there is also preventative measures. So it's two parts. Yes, your immunity wanes, and then the question is whether people realize that that immunity wanes and that there are protective measures that they could take. Well, I would guess that many people really don't know that their immunity wanes. That was only a guess on my part in the first place. So Why I'm asking is because I certainly, as I think most doctors in the United States, have plenty of immigrants, 
and it's a it's a new concept to me to think that somebody could have lived in their host country for 30 years and then live here and prosper in the United States for several years and then return to their host country and then get sick. Uh, yes, it is an interesting concept, and that's what's so wonderful about having this opportunity to discuss. Malaria is a challenge. We have not been able to produce a vaccine that produces immunity. So the immunity to malaria is an interesting concept. But yes, one can live for 30 years in a country, and one might have had several bouts of malaria. One might have taken medication for it there. So that's also one of the perceptions we find in persons who go home to visit friends and relatives is if they had survived to that point, they think of it as potentially a mild disease that they could treat. They may not be aware of people who die every year in those countries, particularly children. We've also seen that people who are from those countries who come to visit their friends and relatives here seem to have malaria develop perhaps more than they would in their home country, whether it's the lack of the stipulation, as you mentioned, it's not endemic here, whether it's the stress of travel. These are all questions that we're trying to answer. But yes, someone who goes home re-enters their risk area slightly differently. They haven't had the continued exposure. That's one aspect that we're trying to figure out. We had talked about malaria, and you had mentioned briefly some of the diseases, but what are some of the common diseases that we see in VFRs? Some of the diseases that we are reportable in the U.S. that we see a larger number of um, persons who have traveled are hepatitis A, for example. Now that we're vaccinating infants and the number of cases is dropping in the U.S. and we're able to interview people, we find that 15% of the cases of hepatitis A are acquired during travel. Also, typhoid. Again, there's a vaccine that is 50 to 80% effective, but very recommended when one's traveling in a high-risk area. We see typhoid. We also see, as you mentioned, malaria. There are other diseases for which we may not have a medication or a vaccine, but we do have recommendations to prevent, and this would be, for example, dengue fever. Another example of one we have a vaccine for is measles. Most of the cases in the United States now are in travelers, either travelers who come from endemic areas where they were not vaccinated, or unfortunately people from here who go to an area, and the vaccine-preventable diseases are not just in the developing areas, but also the developed areas. There have been outbreaks in Japan recently, and there have been outbreaks in various countries in Europe. So those are some of the preventable diseases that we see in travelers. If you have just joined us, you are listening to ReachMD, XM233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Michael Benson, and my guest is Dr. Christy Reed, a nationally recognized expert on travel medicine. We are discussing new immigrants traveling to visit friends and relatives. These are what we have been abbreviating in this show as VFRs, and that abbreviation, of course, also exists in Yellow Book, the travel medicine guide that Dr. Reed helps to edit. Can you give our audience a little bit of statistics on the scope of VFRs returning with disease? Are there any numbers that come to mind in terms of how many people come back with disease from overseas? Yes. To put it in perspective, about 12% of the U.S. population is foreign-born. And if you look at travelers among U.S. residents, about 40% of U.S. residents who travel overseas list VFR as a reason for travel. So they might be those first generation or the second or spouses. 
And among imported diseases, 53% of the imported malaria cases in U.S. civilians occurred among VFRs. In typhoid, it is up 65% of those occurred in VFRs. And as I mentioned, we're just starting to look at hepatitis, and it was 15% of the cases of hepatitis are recognized in travelers, primarily VFRs, but not exclusively. One disease that I have a fear of, and perhaps it's a little bit irrational, is tuberculosis. Certainly, there was the headlines about uh, U.S. citizen actually with tuberculosis. I know that the CDC is familiar with this case, traveling abroad. But that's not really a VFR. He was just going abroad for his wedding. What about tuberculosis, though, among VFRs? Has that been looked at at all? Well, tuberculosis in the United States right now is primarily among persons who were born in another country and their disease develops here. That's a predominant. Persons who travel back to their country and then come to the U.S., it's a little harder to tease out whether it's from their origin in that country or related to a particular trip. But you raised a good point early on that many populations of physicians are now seeing large numbers of VFRs. And one of the issues that we find back to why they're perhaps not taking recommendations is they don't tell their physicians they're traveling. And that's one thing that we would really think might be of help is if, as you said, physicians know their populations are from other countries, born in other countries, recent immigrants, to ask, are you traveling home this year? Do you have any plans to travel home? It offers an opportunity to initiate a discussion on these important topics. You know, as uh, we're talking, it just occurred to me that I never ask somebody if they're leaving the country. When I, I think that somebody might have gonorrhea, which I occasionally do, sometimes I will ask if their partner uh, has traveled outside of the United States because of the concern about resistant gonorrhea. But otherwise, uh, certainly my own practice, and I think a lot of other doctors as well, just probably don't ask about travel perhaps as much as we should. And in this very mobile population, we're finding it's increasingly important. And even as you said, you're an OB-GYN. Families are traveling. Women of reproductive age, whether they're going on a business trip or whether they're going on a leisure trip, or again, importantly, whether they're going home to visit friends and relatives. We often find some of our most challenging cases are people, as I mentioned, who have to go home. Maybe someone's ill, maybe someone's died, and they feel compelled to go home. They may be pregnant, and it raises a variety of issues about how to prepare them adequately because for some vaccines that are live, you would have concerns about vaccinating during the various stages of pregnancy. For breastfeeding, you can provide most vaccines. There's a theoretical issue with yellow fever, which is a live vaccine, but the rest of the vaccines one would be able to give. And there's often some confusion about that and uh, reticence. And that, we hope, has been much clearer in this version of the Yellow Book about preparing women of reproductive age. What should doctors particularly caution patients about both before they leave and then upon their return? Before they leave is to prepare what are their routine immunizations, whether they're up to date, and food and water. We made that sort of a theme. Traveler's diarrhea affects even 8% of people travel here. It's the most common complaint. And especially if a family is going home to introduce their children, a VFR trip, they want the children to have a good experience. So planning for food and water, again, this is an issue where people think, well, I've lived there for 30 years. I didn't have a problem. 
they're going back, they haven't been exposed to those particular organisms, and their eating habits have changed here from when they go home. So being aware of safety of water, either bottled water or water that's been heated or comes to you hot, and the same with food, food that's prepared with water or with hands that have maybe not had the best hand hygiene are concerned. So there's some simple steps one can try to take. I want to thank Dr. Christy Reed, a nationally recognized expert on travel medicine and one of the editors of Yellow Book, who has been our guest. We have been discussing new immigrants traveling to visit friends and relatives, VFRs. I am your host, Dr. Michael Benson. You have been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. Be safe. Be informed. For comments and questions about this program, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.